Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we looked on Tuesday's episode, the fact that God is all-knowing. He's omniscience. His knowledge is not limited. Why? Because God is infinite. God is without limit, and because what God is in his essence or his nature, uh, there his attributes are equal, meaning if God is infinite, then his knowledge is infinite. If God is infinite and he is powerful, then he is infinite in his power. If, if God is infinite, he's without limitation, and God is present, then he's uh, without limitation in his presence. So we see that God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is everywhere present. There's no limitation to God in these areas. Great, God is omniscient. We've heard that. We've heard it preached. We've heard it said. What difference does it make in our lives today? We want to continue asking that question as we go along with our studies and with uh, our thoughts throughout this year. That's our our main concept or our kind of our, our main idea, if you will, as we go through. We selected one last year, and that word was intentional. We want to be intentional in everything we do. Nothing's going to happen by accident. And then, really, what difference does it make? And so I've just been personally, as I read Scripture, as I read the stories, as I read the accounts, I just stop and say, what difference does that make for me, for my wife, for life, for people that I'm working with and discipling and teaching? What difference does it make? Does it make a difference? And so many times it causes me to stop, slow down, really think through what is being taught and then know how to apply it versus just reading through, reading through, reading through. So as we consider this great truth that God is omniscience, what difference does it make? And there is a whole list of thoughts and practical application we could list, but here's four things that came to my mind as I thought through and really meditated on the truth that God is omniscient. Number one is this, God doesn't just know of us, He knows us personally. Now there are people I know of. I've heard their name, I've maybe seen them, but I don't know them personally. So it's hard for me to make judgment calls. It's hard for me to say I really know that person. Sometimes people will say they know you, but really they only know of you. And so they try to state things or try to predict or say how you will react or who you are in character when they truly don't know because they're not close enough to you. And see, God doesn't just know of us. It's not that he's just heard our name and heard our reputation around town. No, he's encountered us personally. Why? Because he's omnipresent. And on on top of that, he's omniscient. He not only is present with us and active in his presence, he also knows us. He knows our intents. He knows our heart. He knows everything about us. You could say it like this. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And that should bring us great peace. You see, God refers to himself in the relationship that he has with humans, with believers specifically. He refers to himself as our father. He refers to us as his friend. And think about the relationship status that those two words establish. The relationship and closeness and and fatherhood that a father has, a Uh, the closeness in a relationship, not just an acquaintance, not just a friend on social media, a true friend, someone that you can go to at any time, someone who is going to listen, someone who's going to be there, someone who's going to drop everything to help you in a time of need. This is God. This is who God is to us. 
And only that, as David talked in Psalm 139, he talked how God knows us. He, he, he knows our thoughts. He knows the intents. He, he knows what we're going to think even before we think it. Why? Because God's eternal. Remember, all these attributes are linked together. David said, uh, there, is not a ton, not a, there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. He said, thou knowest my down sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. So it's not that God just uh, knows of us. He knows exactly where we're at, what we're doing, what's going on in life. He is up to date with you. Secondly, I thought about this. God's word is without error. You and I use the Bible. We use God's word as the basis for our faith life. I mean, everything goes back to it. Because God is omniscient, he is able to write what is wholly true. And he's also able to do what? To preserve what he wrote because he's omnipotent and because he's omniscient, he can write what is wholly true. And not only that, he can preserve it to 2022. You can think about it like this. The Bible is God's word. God cannot lie or God cannot commit error. Therefore, the Bible is without error. Why? Because God is omniscient. He cannot write something that would be false. You can trust your life, your salvation, your future, direction in life, your decisions, how you should work, how you should raise children, how you should go to class, how you should study. All of these things, you can find principles in God's Word to live by. And you can live 100% secure that these truths, that these principles are accurate, that they are in fact God's Word, as He intended them to be written and relayed to you today. So we can have 100% confidence in what you and I possess today is, in fact, God's Word. It's not been distorted. It's not been destroyed. It is God's Word that you possess today. And as you read it, you get to hear directly from God, just as He desired for you to hear. Thirdly, I thought about this. Because God is omniscient, your salvation is secure. You see, a God that is all-knowing knows those who have accepted the free gift of salvation. A God that is all-knowing will never forget when you accepted his free gift. He'll never forget if he wrote your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Nobody can persuade him. It's not like me where somebody says, hey, did you do that? And I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure I did. I can't remember the exact moment. Man, I feel like I did that. Have you ever been there? You feel like you've done something, and maybe you did. But then you come to find out, no, I just imagined that. I guess I dreamed it. God's not going to dream that you accepted his gift. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. So nobody's going to sneak in and get salvation, and nobody's going to lose their salvation. You see, even if God forbid that you and I were to have some type of sickness or uh, accident come in our life and we lose our mental capability to remember that we accepted God's gift of salvation, we still will never lose our salvation because it's not us. It's not based in our knowledge. It's based in His knowledge. And the fact that God is all-knowing and He's not limited, He's not going to forget. He's not going to forget what page He wrote it on. None of that. Your salvation is 100% secure. So there you can find peace today in a world that is seeking and searching for peace, in a world that is distraught. I mean, all you have to do is wake up and read the news and your peace can be just ripped away from you. 
But we can constantly go back and know our salvation is secure. The Bible that we're basing our life on is is without error, and it's what God intended for you and I to know. We can have peace because we know all this is settled and secure. And then lastly, it brings repentance. You see, David wrote that beautiful Psalm 139. He begins, he talks about God's omniscience in verses 1 through 6, and he talks about God's uh, omnipresence in the verses after that. The fact that God is everywhere, darkness cannot hide God. But as he comes down to the very end, he makes this prayer, per se. He says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. You see, this is a prayer seeking God's omniscience to reveal sin so that it can be confessed. Why does David ask God to search him? Because he knows God knows the intents of his heart. He knows that God is all-knowing. So he says, search me. You know me better than I know myself. So search me and know my heart. Know my thoughts, not just my heart, but know my thoughts and how my thoughts are connected to my heart, my intents. And as you do that, see if there be any wicked way in me. Bring conviction. Reveal to me where I'm wrong. Reveal to me where my motives are wrong in this situation, in this relationship, in my dealings at work, in my dealings with a classmate. Show me where my thought life is wrong. And on the flip side, show me where it's right. Search me, O God, and and know my heart, and try me, and know my thoughts. I mean, he's saying, test me. Think about that. Why would you ask this all-knowing God to test you? Because as he does, it's going to be true. It's going to reveal things accurately. It's not going to be a fictitious test or a, a test that, you know, is only 95% accurate. Sometimes you see tests that way, medical stuff. Well, it's, it's 90, 95% accurate, 85% accurate. No, whatever test God puts us through will be 100% accurate, and the results will be accurate. You see, God is omniscient. And you and I can take this Psalm 139, 23 and 24 and use it as a prayer back to God. So that God can truly tear away the facade, tear away uh, anything that you and I, sometimes we go through life and things happen, events come up, dealings, and sometimes we don't realize the direction our heart is. You see, the Bible says, I would love to say that you have a beautiful heart. And I know some of you listening are great people. You you have good intentions. You're serving. You're doing the best you can to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But still, in that same heart, the Bible is very clear. The heart is wicked. Not only that, it's desperately wicked, and the heart can lead you astray. And so we need to utilize God's knowledge, God's unlimited knowledge, to bring repentance in our lives so that you and I can do what? We can take our next step. We can clear away the clutter. We can take away anything that would be hindering in our life, things that we do not see because, there again, God knows us better than we know ourselves, that God can reveal and God can help us to tear away those things. We can take our next step and be a better follower of Jesus Christ. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.